Hey everyone, welcome back. It's another episode of Finance and Vibes. It's your boy OC, Joe, Ife, and of course Azazi. Um, y'all know the y'all know the vibes. So to last last week's episode was great, man. We talked about retirement, how early is too early. Got great feedback. Shout out to Zazy for revamping the branding and the video. I got really great feedback that they liked the video. So shout out to Zazy for that. Um, And uh, yeah, so today we're going to talk about finance and relationships. That's a big topic, especially for us um, millennial slash Gen Z talking about like, oh, how much is too much for a first date? Like, dang, I want a high value man or women saying, oh, I can't date a broke man, somebody who earns less than me, you know, like there's a lot of conversations around finances and relationships these days. And I think, you know, it's largely due to obviously the shift, you know, we obviously like 40, 50, 60 years ago, um, men were typically sort of as a sole provider in most, you know, high paying fields. We see men being the dominant, obviously, uh, gender, but now we're seeing a lot of transition where women are obviously coming into the workforce and women also in high, um, breaking barriers and entering higher paying fields. So obviously relationships look very different now than they did like 40 years ago. So with that said, what's the first thing I want to talk about guys? I want to talk about like, you know, as a guy or a girl, would you date somebody who earns less than you? Or do you want to talk about like, what's the ideal goal for a first uh, date? What do you think it was, Daisy? Um, Let's start simple. Let's start with first dates. First dates. All right. Joe, talk to me. <laughs> All right. So on the first date, for me personally, right, is um, like the main topic that comes here is uh, paying on the first date and stuff like that. How do you, I, mean, I personally think, I don't know, maybe it's controversial right now in this generation, but I think the guy should pay. That's my personal view. Some people think um, the women should like pick it up if, um, I guess if they would want to make the advance or whatever. But I think like when it comes to first date, just it doesn't take anything you could pay. Um, when it comes to like um, what you do on the first date, I think that depends on your on your level. You get what I'm saying? You can't go beyond your level on the first date. If you're if you're making big money, your first date can be anything. But if you're like uh yeah, just a regular, you know, average nine to five. Yeah, you're coming up. You don't have to go all the way out. You get what I'm saying? But yeah, that's my opinion. But I think the guy should pay on the first date. That's where I'm at with it right now. So let me ask a question first before we go to Ife. Yeah. Let's say someone like Uzezi, chemical engineer, you know, making six figures, all that good stuff, right? Let's say she likes this yeah. young dude, young dude who is working in a fast food restaurant he's a waiter he's a really handsome dude six feet checks all her boxes handsome stocked but he he works at mcdonald's as a cashier earning eight dollars an hour so what he can afford is to literally take her on a date at mcdonald's but yeah what is wrong what is wrong with uzazi saying you know what let me take you to benihana let me take you to Fogo de Chao. Let me take you to Capital Grill. And I foot the bill. You know why? Because I got that bread and you don't. You can't afford to. What's wrong with that? Equality? Come on now. Am I, am I preaching to somebody? <laughs> Come on. Uzezi, what you thinking? Like, is, is there anything wrong with a woman footing the bill in that situation? In my, in my opinion, yeah. My ego will be bruised. I ain't going to lie. 
Oh, like, man. Lose all the way, man. Oh, that's kind of weird for me. That, that, that's like, hold up. That sounds like your personal problem, doesn't it? <laughs> personal, so like personal opinion. I feel like if you're okay with that, that's fine. Like if you're fine with as a girl putting the bill, that's, that's there's nothing wrong with that. What are you fine with though? What are you fine in my, with? In my opinion, I feel like especially if I was on my own and you mm-hmm. came to ask me out and I took my time to get dressed, um, look nice, put on makeup, put everything on. You owe me at least, I don't know, that's minimum for my time, right? Because as a guy, you can just get up, go in the shower, put on your clothes, and you're done. Mm-hmm. So I like at, at, at the minimum, I guess so. probably, you know, you're paying for my time. But doesn't that seem transactional to you, though? <laughs> bro, everything is transactional. Everything is transactional, bro. Oh, no, but, okay, okay, but let me ask you a question. No, I, I agree with you. If the man approaches you, so two questions. If the man approaches you, right? He's taking you out on a date. That's fair. First question on that. Would you be okay if he takes you out? Maybe there's a man that clearly doesn't make as much as you. Because let's be real, not every, especially black women, not every black woman is in the league where she, she earns six figures or more. So chances are you're probably, especially, and also by statistics, last I checked, um, only 10% of Ameri- Americans or something along that line is earning six figures. So like even among black men is maybe down to like three, 4%. So it's only 4% of black men are earning six figures. So it was easy. Among your dating pool, chances are 96% of men that come across you are earning less than you. So my question is, if a man that approaches you says, hey, what I can afford is to take you to Chili's or um, Applebee's or let's let, let not say McDonald's because, I mean, you can do better than McDonald's. But let's say they say they can take you to Applebee's, right, which is like a easy – for two people, $25, $30 date. Would you be cool with that? Also, like, we also have to remember people date for different reasons, right? So No, 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 no. Answer my question. No, 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 no. Why are you doing that? Don't deflect. Don't deflect. Hold on. Because why, why are we going straight to how much this guy makes when, like, I just met him? So no, 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 no. I'm not, I'm not going straight to that. I'm asking you a question. Let's say you're used how to a certain type of date. Okay, but I'm... How would I know how much he makes or how much? Yeah, how would I know how much he makes just by him? No, no, you okay, don't. Okay. No, no. Okay. The question we, was, it, hold on, Ife. The question was, would you be okay if he takes you to a date like Applebee's for the first date? Because that's what he can afford. I mean, yes, yeah, sure. And also, like, you cannot judge by the restaurant because there's also rich people that are just frugal. Fair enough. Fair enough. Touche. So. That's fair. So second question I was going to ask. So based on your logic, he approached I you. He's no, no, you're not on the spot. This is, this is for everybody else. This is for everybody else. He, he approached you and um, he's paying for a time. I a, a thousand percent agree with that. So what if in the situation where the women approach us, should they be paying for the date? So contrary to what Joe just said, if the women are the ones doing their approaching, should they be paying for the date? Uh, man, like, if I, what do you think? Go ahead. If, if women approach you, bro. To be honest, man, which women are approaching you first of all? Because that's the last one. Number two, <laughs> number two. It's like even I'm gonna just talk generally speaking now. Even if a woman approaches you as a man, you still have to be the one that kind of like initiate the date. So I would understand a man paying. Like me personally, even if a woman should approach me, 
I am most likely going to pay for the first date because honestly, it just feels kind of off not. Oh my God! Wow! That's just me though. Like, even if a woman approaches me, I just feel like as a man, as a guy, it's your responsibility to like, you know, guide where it's going. You understand? Oh my God. I got some sims yeah. up in here. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Yeah, if, I, if I spend that now, this guy would be splurging. Splurging on uh, the uh, big buddy spender. <laughs> if we're being realistic, I feel like this is never black and white. It's all down. Agreed. Agreed. Right. What are you comfortable with? Right. No, I, and to be fair, you know, let, let me speak plainly. Um, to be fair, I'm, I'm also that kind of person. I'm just like, you know, obviously I have to play devil's advocate here. But, you know, honestly, <laughs> me personally speaking, I'm always that kind of person that I'll pay on the first date. And I obviously will pay, um, um, you know, as needed. So personally speaking, I, I totally understand that totally. But, um, yeah, so switching gears here, we talked about that. So let's talk about dating. Men on the panel, are you okay dating somebody who earns less than you? It's a very tricky topic, bro, to be very honest, because it comes down to this, right? And I, li- I like that question, because it comes down to this. If you're dating someone who makes less than you, you got to also be conscious of, okay, let's say you're dating to, like, you know, be together in the long run, right? You got to be mm-hmm. conscious that you are most likely, honestly, like, um, generally speaking, guys are supposed to be, like, you know, providers and everything, but how much do you want to provide? That's the question. Let's say you're making 100K, standard 100K. At the end of the day, you're only getting about 40K to spend because you got to pay bills, you got to invest, you got to pay taxes. If she's making 50K, she's getting about, no, no, 20, 25K to spend, blah, 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 right? So that means going forward, you're going to be doing a lot more work. You're going to be spending a lot more money. Mm-hmm. But then, if you have someone who's like on your level, right? Okay, you're making 100K, she's making 100K, she's making 90K. If you're living off of 50K and she still has 50K, do you know you can make more money with that 50K? So me personally, yeah. it's not like I'm against being with someone who makes less money, but I would want to be with someone who makes around the same money as I do. So I know for a fact there's more we can do with this money to secure our future. You understand? Right, facts, yeah. facts. Yeah, and you know, go, going on that, what do you, what'd you think, Joe? Um, this, I haven't put too much thought into this. So this is me just throwing stuff against the wall right now. Um, Joe makes enough me, money. Right? He don't give a damn. <laughs> for me, right. This is, um, I like, um, when someone is, I like autonomy. You get what I'm saying? Where yes. you can survive on your own. Like, right, regardless. Right, right. so if we come together, right, it's out of, like, we're doing it for a bigger reason. Not right. like, um, somebody's gaining and the other person is like a mutual relationship. Mutual relationship, right. right. Mutually beneficial. I need, like, I think, I feel like, even if you're not earning, like, as much as I am, I need to see, or I'm not earning as much as you are. I need to see, vice versa, I need to see, like, okay, this person is, has initiative. You know what I'm saying? Like, person is gonna, like, like, will hustle. It's not like a, Say, um, what's the parasitic relationship where yeah. I just have to it's not a drain, it's not a liability on your finances, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, I, I like I like that especially because like like I was I was saying before, right? If you're making money and you're with somebody who 
Okay, let's say let's 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 look at two people like person A, person B. Person A is making 100 k Person B married to person A making 50K, right? When you get with person A, you want to live the lifestyle that person A is living, right? And it's like, for him, for you to live the lifestyle person A is living, he's he's giving up on things. You feel me? He has to, like, okay, for instance, if he's driving a Lamborghini and you're driving a Toyota, now you want to drive a Range Rover. He's paying for your Range Rover. But, like, let's not like everything in, in, a, in relationships is technically transactional like what is the what is the benefit for this person who's putting you on this lifestyle like exactly everything has to come at a cost real quick let's get Zizi thoughts on that um so you said dating someone that earns less yeah yeah in my opinion personally i <laughs> <laughs> i personally would not do that because like you guys were saying, it's almost like a liability to take on someone else's burden. I'm fine with around the same or higher, but way lower. If the disparity is a lot, I don't think I can do that because especially since I'm very privileged, I know that, I acknowledge that, I grew up with a certain lifestyle, continued throughout college, was able to get, by God's grace, a job after school. I don't know why, what's the benefit for me? Yes, love, but what's the benefit for me if I am reducing my lifestyle standards for someone else. I came into this world alone. I got a, I got a question for you. <laughs> what, 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 disparity <laughs> what disparity is too much for you? Is it, oh yeah, let's say, let's, let's talk numbers. Hold on, hold on. If, if, I, if I, hold on. Let's talk numbers. What is the threshold below which if a man is earning this, you're good. Let's talk numbers. I like that. Wait, can you guys remind me of the tax brackets in America? Oh, shit. I'm not even sure. I, mean, I, I don't know, man. I can't remember. Uh, uh, but that's not relevant. What is the, what is the threshold? What's the number? Because <laughs> I, like, I feel like you have to be in the same tax bracket. Most people are in the same tax okay. bracket anyway. Um, okay, I'll tell you. I'll tell you. I'll tell you. For singles. The 10% tax bracket is up to 9875 12% is 9876 to 40125 22% is $40,126 to $85,525. Then 24%, which most of us are in, is $85,526 to $163,300. Or actually, well, well, most of us, yeah. 32% is $163,301. So most of us are in the 24% to 32% tax bracket. So $163,301. To two hundred seven thousand three fifty. So I'm guessing your your threshold is the eighty five thousand five twenty six. If you earn less than that, you're good. Yeah. Wait, this is not like a set rule. Or right, right, right. It's just like a. It's like a. It's, it's obviously other things to consider, but it's just like a. Exactly. It's a soft. It's a soft um, rule that if you earn less than this, Uzizi is probably good to go. She's good on that. Mm. Girl, no, I talk mean, your shit. I respect that. I respect that. Talk your stuff, man. I respect that. So, so I mean, and that's case. fair. That's fair. That's fair because it's fair because I totally understand as a woman why you may want, definitely want a man to earn more, especially, you know, just given the fact that, like, you know, I think there's the statistics that women in relationships or marriage tend to be, I guess, more stressed out than women who are single. So man, you're gonna stress a woman out. At least you gotta be bringing in bread, right? So I, I respect that. I can I can understand that. But um, let's go with the plugin. What's the plugin today, guys? 
let's let, let's plug in. I mean, y'all already know. I already plugged in my stuff. Um, follow me on social media, Easy Finances for You, or both on IG. So letter E, letter Z, finances, number four, letter U, both on IG and Twitter. Patreon, link in the description below. You know the vibes. Joe, what, what are we saying? Yeah, same Instagram, Twitter, Joe underscore D underscore Don. Also, me and Nefer, we spoke about this before, but um, we're working on it. It'll be coming on live soon. We have Melody Wines. It's basically like uh, we just curate like top news for the wine community. And also frequently we sell like limited wine products and stuff like that. So that is coming soon is with me and Nefer. Melody Wines will be putting the link in the description and letting you guys know when it goes live. Yeah, you know, follow me on Twitter, follow me on Instagram, ActiveEfair, A-K-T-I-V-E-I-F-E. Same thing that Joe said, we're coming live soon with our platform, Melody Wines, where you can get wine accessories, wines, learn about pending wine news, you know. So be on watch for that. Thank you. So I'm expecting more wine nights from you guys. Zizi, what are you saying? Sure. What are you saying? Plug in your stuff. I don't use social media, but I'm working on something with my friend, Kosi, and it's for girls in tech or girls that are looking to get into tech. And it's launching really soon. So let's say less. Oh, shit. So we've done the plug in. I got got another question, right? This is a sub topic. We're talking about a sub topic now. All right, all right, subtopic, right? All right, all right, all right. I got you, I got you. So what, what's the subtopic, guys? All right, so for subtopic, I'm thinking this. Okay, so in a relationship, right? So there's a lot of things that come into play about like, you know, um, how to structure your finance. Like, should both couples be like aggressively investing? Should one be conservative? And the other, what do y'all think is the best mix for like investing or uh, growing your network to get as a couple? Should one focus on yeah. investing? Should both be going under parallel paths of investing? Or should, I guess, both be conservative? Like, what is what, what do y'all envision is the ideal mix for, like, for being in a relationship, considering your finance, especially couples who are working towards growing their net worth? Yeah, so, like, that's, how, that's even about, that's how my last question was kind of structured, you know? And I think it comes down to, Let's say, let, let me just say there are two types of relationships. There are relationships where one party is basically solely dependent for finances and there are relationships uh-huh. where both parties, there's some sort of make 50-50, 60-40, 10-90, blah, blah, blah. You get the point, right? I would say the first makes it where one party is solely taking care of everything. It's up to him to, you know, follow the, you know, 35, 25, you know, that mixture. You have to... I wouldn't say aggressively invest, but be more towards that side, not towards the conservative side, because you know that you're solely responsible for the future of your family, right? Or the future of the relationship. And then when it comes to the, you know, where there's a mixture like 50-50, 60-40, 70-30, we know for a fact that, okay, let's say one person is making more money than the other. I would say when it comes down to like, you know, taking care of things in the household, one person should be focused on that and the person that's saving the more money saving more money in this relationship should be aggressively investing so for instance if we have a husband and a wife let's say the husband is you know solely responsible or you know has a bigger portion of things going on in the household 
yes, he also has to invest. Like, you know, he still follows his budget. But then on this, on this, on the other hand, the wife, even if she's not, you know, spending a lot, I'm um, paying for a lot of things in the household, you know, spending a lot of her income, it should be go aggressively going towards investing because that, that is like the driver of the relationship. So I think it works perfectly if it, you know, goes hand in hand like that. Yeah. You know, and I also I want to say this, like people need to realize that like, so for me, I'm a huge believer in, um, so to, I, I realized I didn't even answer the last question. I'm a huge believer in like date someone in your class. I hate that word class. Forgive me. Date someone in your tax bracket or higher because marriage and relationship is one of the oldest hacks to generational wealth. Because without a doubt, if you, you know, I, I, I'm big on like providing and like for people who know me, they're not a hustler. Like I, I do whatever, where provided is legal, provided it makes me bread, I'm in there. So I, I do have all intents to provide for my family and be in a position where I can even be the sole income provider if I want. But by all means, like I know for a fact, um, uh, my current relationship, like it's definitely a case where my girl is in her bag and I'm in my bag too. And so that's the best way for me that I envision um, things going. And so with that said, though, like definitely, like in my opinion, is the oldest act to, you know, growing generational wealth, being your bag. But more importantly, like when it comes to even structuring, like for me, I also believe that, you know, um, it, it, I could be wrong. I believe that it's best that someone focuses on the conservative side of saving and growing the emergency funds and another person focuses on the investing side because they both are too aggressive investing they can lose sight of like the balance is like the yin and yang concept and also like it also works out because i feel like in every relationship will somebody will be a better investor and let them let that be their focus and the other will be a better um whether it's planner or just better with finances or just being conservative and you know it's, it's best you know you admit your strengths and weaknesses i don't believe one person should handle everything finance for a lot of us who are night all of us are nigerian we noticed that it, for a lot of us our fathers, because obviously it's a misogynistic society, our fathers tend to take that role. And like, sometimes it might not be the best way to split up finances, yeah. especially when there's a lot of concepts of finances. I was, I was just about to ask you, you said you want to be the provider. So where do you draw the line between just that being your own personal preference and versus being misogynistic where it's like, yes, I'm the provider. I don't care what you say kind of thing. Right, so, a bit I, of, oh yeah, go go ahead, Joe. You can take stab at that. Five, take stab at it. Um, this, like I said, autonomy, right? Yeah. There's a saying that you are who you are before you get there. Like you, like I feel like if you're going into any relationship, you are who you are before you go into that relationship. Right. If you're like, uh, if you're a hustler, and you're a provider. I don't think there should be a, like when it comes to you, if you're a risk taker, right? and you're in a relationship and I get it, take advice, consider other things, but I feel like your partner should know, okay, this guy takes risk. You yeah. Know, take certain risk. And it is what it is. You get what I'm saying? If you're a conservative and your partner wants you to take more risk, you are not a risk taker. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. And it's, it's just that way. That's how I feel it is. But I don't think you should go into a relationship trying to find yourself. I, yeah, I, you should yeah, know who you are before. Yeah, Definitely, exactly. Yeah, I don't think you should be going into it to try to find who you are. Yeah, just going into it to build a better life and go forward from there. You know, like trying to figure out who you are at that point. Yeah. 
So, to, but to answer your question, Azizi, real quick, I mean, I think like, you know, saying that I want to be a provider, the, the line is very clear. So if I try to impose, like, let's say, impose like my views on my significant other or tell her like, oh, you cannot work, stay at home, be in the kitchen, cook for the family, you know, obviously then you're, you're a boring line of misogyny. Yeah, but like saying that I want to be a provider in the sense that like, I want to have to give my partner the option that if she decides to wake up the next month and say, you know what, I'm tired of this working or having to worry about making income. I want to be in a position where it's like, okay, that's fine. Because I have enough bag where that is not a problem. There, 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 there are situations where there are people who depend very aggressively on that double income where if somebody doesn't have the, doesn't bring the second income, um, maybe bills will not get paid or kids are not gonna be able to go to school or something will happen. I don't wanna be in that position. I wanna be in a position where if my wife wakes up the next day and say, you know what, I don't wanna work anymore. It's like, okay, cool, we chilling. We have enough money in the bank. We got enough mm -hmm. in investments. We got enough cash flow coming in where that is absolutely an option. So that's just a, that's just a simple way I, I would explain it to separate it from yeah. misogyny. That's that's basically like the same view I have, but like I also have like a different opinion in a way. So it's like same thing that David said. If I'm at the point where that is happening, that is perfect. But then you also have to consider like majority of people in the world are not at that point yet. So like let's say two people get married, right? I think the first thing you should decide is, okay, what is your long-term relationship? Mm -hmm. Because if you don't, if you don't tell me that you want to stop working, right. And I have the mentality that, Oh, we're going to be doing 50, 50 for the rest of our life. That becomes an issue. Right. Mm -hmm. So when you get into a relationship, make sure you talk to your significant other, what are your goals and plans so you can work toward. Yeah. If I know that you're going to stop working in year one, year two, I'm going to make sure by year one, year two, that we have something set up so you can stop that. I'm going to make sure our budget is set up so that you can stop that. Yeah. Like we have many relationships where, okay, so I'm just going based off what I hear on social media where the girl doesn't want to like, you sh it, it, the, the split is a hundred zero, right? It's a hundred zero. But then for instance, something happens, right? That because that, 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 that leads to, you know, very significant problems. So I think that's something you should talk about when you start a relationship or start a marriage that is very successful, you know, for your finances. Yeah, I guess. Right. But that's it. That's a theory, though. People don't communicate. In yeah. Real life. So switching gears a little bit, let, let's go to vibe check. So the vibe check for today is: Are we gonna? Are we for separate bank accounts or joint bank accounts? I don't hear your opinion. You haven't said much. I would say, for both, so we can both have. It's never all or nothing, right? We can both have our separate accounts and then maybe have a joint account for bills that we agree, okay, every month, this is how much we're going to pay into that account for saving, stuff like that. So we can both have our separate accounts for our own enjoyment. Like you don't have to see every single purchase for myself. And then we can have a joint account for, you know, household stuff. How do you envision that split? Would you say, would you want majority of your money going into your personal one? Or would you say majority should go into the joint one that goes towards savings for the family and household expenses? 
Um, honestly, it's hard to tell right now. I can't yeah. say I've ever yeah, thought about this before. Yeah. <laughs> so, All right. So what are you saying? What are you saying, Joe? My initial thoughts is um separate, but based off of what it was easy to say right now, uh, that's I could consider that. But where's the funds gonna come from? Uh, my thoughts right now is, you know how we we're talking about the 50, 30, 20 the other day. Yeah, I feel like you um, within like maybe the ones you could um we could budget you could start that could be part of that budget that goes yeah. into that together account or whatever. But that's just um, yeah, that's just an idea. I have no, I don't know, I don't know how it works. I don't know the logistics. Yeah, yeah. Ife, what are your thoughts? See, no simping here, Sean. I'm just putting it out there. But me personally, like when I want to get married, I just gotta put it out there. When I get married, right, I, like David said, like, I want to be, you know, a provider. Like, I want to make sure everything is good in the house so that I can take care of everything, right? And I feel like that's just easier for me to, for me to do if, like, let's say I have my own, you know, separate bank account. I know what's happening to the finances. Like, she has her own bank account. She got her own thing going on. But when it comes, if I'm paying all the bills and everything, like, I know I, I am controlling this. And, like, I've seen certain situations where things just go sideways and, you might have been providing for everything, but then the person you're with just has a bad financial moment and set you back. So, like, if I'm going to be, like, you know, paying all these bills, making sure our family's correct, I feel like I don't need a joint bank account except for, like, savings and stuff and investments and stuff, which is completely different. But, like, on a day-to-day spending, it's like I don't need a joint bank account. Okay. So this is my opinion, and this is the best way for me to structure finances, and I'll give numbers. So if you guys are comfortable and open enough for each other, obviously um, combine your finances together and then combine your income, your cash flow, whether it's your salary, businesses, whatever your total cash flow is monthly and lay it all down the table. Like this is the best way to really plan for it because like I, I love Jose's response. It doesn't need to be an all in or one. There's a way to do it where each person still has their own spending for whatever they want personally, but a way to make sure that the family or household is taken care of. So if I say you have a total household and we're making... $10,000 to $20,000 a month, just an example. So you first want to budget. Remember, so we talked about budgeting, the 45-35-20 rule. 45% yeah. goes towards your needs. Um, max, 35% goes towards your um, savings. And then um, 20% goes towards your wants, right? Wants means mm-hmm. like, you know, your personal spending or whatever. So first of all, you want to make sure that, first of all, first thing, as for healthy finances, your needs, as your total household spending, your kids, your household, whatever it is, is following in the 45% bracket. And so you want to make sure that's taken care of. And then 35%, you want to make sure that you guys have built your emergency savings. So whatever your total monthly needs are, you want to make sure you save six months at least worth of that, especially if you have a family, you want to make sure you've saved. So if your total monthly needs as a household is like $3,000, you want to make sure you've saved six months worth, at least $18,000 plus. You could also, if you are able to aggressively save up to a year's worth. So that's a, what I'll call a, uh, mega emergency savings. And so after the emergency savings has been built up, the many 35% that can go towards to jointly, because obviously I don't believe in hoarding more cash than needed. The many 35% can go towards like investing. So everything on top of the emergency savings will go towards investing. And you guys can be, have like a joint investing account, whether it's a mutual fund, savings account, whatever. And then you can have your own like also like household brokerage account that you also spend for investing. And then the remaining, whatever you split 20%, can go individually to you guys want. So like if your girl is wants to go shopping and you know she wants to have like monthly trips for girls' nights or 
ghost trips or you just split that accordingly also you guys nights whatever it is so that's the best way for me to properly structure your finances yeah Zizi? yeah i was going to say i feel like you're coming at this from a almost an almost privileged standpoint because oh my god what <laughs> is, think about it what's the average salary for a single person in america 35k okay and you said and that's before taxes right yeah and you said, let's. You're assuming that um, the joint income a month is ten k. It's two forty k, bro. <laughs> so no, ten k is one twenty. That's. I mean, you said 10, you said ten to twenty. So I was like, let me just use the higher end. Yeah, if each of you are making one twenty k a year, yeah. Yeah, but she's like, that's that's, that's a privilege. No, no, no. Okay, no, I agree. I agree. That's not the norm. That's not the norm. Okay, let's. Okay. Give me a number. Give me a number. Let's do it. Give me a number. Let's let's the, let's house, the, household, the household income is seventy five k. Go. Household income is seventy five k. So seventy five k divided by twelve. Household income monthly gross is six thousand two hundred and fifty. Right. Let's just say seventy percent of that after taxes they're bringing in four thousand three eighty. Let's say four thousand three eighty. Right. So together as a family you come together. Your needs should not exceed forty five percent. So your needs should not exceed nineteen seventy one. How do you do that? Get a one or two bedroom apartment that costs you eleven hundred dollars. That is very possible here in Atlanta, or you know, obviously you're not gonna you're not gonna live in an, you're not gonna live in like the Buckheads. You're not gonna you're gonna probably live outskirts. You can find some in Lawrenceville that costs you eleven twelve hundred dollars. I mean, yeah, that's what I'm saying. I talk about time. Like if you're not earning enough, you gotta you gotta cut according to your cloth. So I'm sorry about that. So it's not gonna be convenient where you're living in the city, but you gotta live a bit out. So you gotta plan and budget. And so 1971 is what you're working with, $1,200. And then you have an additional money for um, family groceries and kids. And uh, I'm assuming your kids will go to public school, right? So just point is, the point is you're working with close to $2,000 for your monthly household needs. So you said 4,380. And then for savings, your, your target should be 35% of that. So your target should be saving at least $1,500 monthly as a family. Obviously, I, I do understand that emergencies come up, especially with kids. That's the point that you build your emergency savings. Emergencies will tap into your emergency funds and then you the goal is to rebuild it back once it depletes. And remember, since you're, you're spending $2,000 a month on your needs, your goal should be saving six months worth. So you should want to save up to $12,000 in your emergency funds. And then remaining 20% of your $4,380 We'll go to like 880 bucks. We'll go for, you know, have one or two dinner or date nights as a couple and for whatever it is you want to do. Granted, as a family, if you have a family of, let's say, four, husband, wife, and two kids, and you're 75 grand, you're not, it's not the ideal. You're, it's, you know, you're not going to be living a very super comfortable lifestyle. It's just something that, you know, you're going to have to plan according to make work. You got to always work with that 45, 35 20 rule. I'm speaking from my perspective. Like I said, I understand. I recognize it as a privilege when I said that, but I'm speaking from my perspective and what, you know, what I'm just saying, what, what I would do in my situation. Right. I just want so, to always remember that, you know, yeah, for sure. Absolutely. Absolutely. Disclaimer. Disclaimer. This thing is yeah. in theory. sounds good. You know, yeah, there's a lot. I think we need. I think we need like a siren whenever we're saying something controversial, like a siren that says disclaimer. Or something. <laughs> <laughs> All right, but you know, with that, we're wrapping up. It's one thirty-eight, so let's let's just wrap up here real quick. Um, yeah, no, this was a good talk. I mean, we talked about shoot. Would you date somebody who earns less than you? Zazie clearly said you got to be at a certain tax bracket. So, oh. shout out to Zazie. 
we it's talked about who would pay for the, we talked about who would pay for the first day. We talked about what you envision as the ideal balance in terms of investing and being conservative in a relationship. We also talked about drawing versus separate savings. And we gave real practical scenarios. Understand that obviously um, what we're saying is just personal opinions. You understand that a lot of things do come up and things do come in that can um, mess up plans and mess up situations. We're just talking about ideally that should be your target. So, so that's the whole point of budgeting. We understand that life situations come up that will affect your budget, especially on a monthly basis. But the goal is provided that you're being proactive and conscious about the budget, you have in mind um, what I always tell like people I consult with, you have in mind what the target is because you can't be earning 4,380 and you want to go live in a $2,500 a month loft, which takes more than 50%, more than 50%, right? of your take-home pay. That is irresponsible. So you gotta make sure whatever you're doing is so, it's supposed to serve as a guide to help direct you in where you're going. So with that, I think that's all I've really gotta say. Anybody else got anything to say before we wrap up? Yeah, this is a great topic. I think we need like, you know, a part two of this because there's so many other things we didn't talk about. But same thing David said, when you're getting into a relationship, keep in mind that you're in it for the long game, man. You don't know what's no, like. No, I didn't say real. that. No, no, no. Have, have your fun. I didn't say that. No, I, no, I, no. I'm, talk, I'm talking if, about. If you want to be in your 20s and want to wild out, do your thing. I didn't say you got to be in there for the long run. I'm saying, no, like. bro, no. I'm, I'm just talking, saying, I'm when you reach that. No, hold on. I, I just want to clarify. What I said was when you reach that point where you're looking for somebody to settle down with. Finances is definitely one of the things you want to bring up. I'm not saying, if, listen, if you're living your city girl life, your city boy life, you should not even care about anything we discussed today. Jaya, live your best life. But when you reach that point. Disclaimer. Disclaimer. But when you, when you reach that point where, you know, this is somebody you're thinking about settling down with, these are definitely conversations you want to start having. But please, don't be that weirdo who's bringing this up on the first date. Don't bring this up on the first date. Like that is weird as hell. Right. Don't, 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 do don't, do don't do that. Don't be bringing this up on the first thing. How are we gonna split our finances? Please do not do that. All right. You got any 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 last comments for a wrap up? Um. Basically, what tip of the day is um. Should communicate when it's time, I guess. Yeah. And there might be an app in here somewhere. Someone should make an app that helps females track tax bracket for whoever they want to do. What? No, I'm be like, nah, on the first, yo, on the first date, Uzezi be like, send me your W2. What is, what is your tax no, bracket? No, 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 send me your W2. <laughs> send me your W2. Let me see, let me see, let me see what, let me see where you have, bro. Let me see where let, you have. Let me see what I'm working with. <laughs> <laughs> That's not true. Disclaimer, that's not true. Um, my, I guess what I took away from today's session was it really all depends on what you're okay with. If right. you're fine with, as a female, being the breadwinner, that's fine. Like, that's your, right. that's your, what's, that's your choice. Right. If you're fine with not being the breadwinner, um, that's also fine. But also, you should, I guess we, females kind of, or girls, sorry to say females, sounds so, Sounds yeah. so weird, right? Yeah. Girls, girls already go through so much, so I guess yeah. it's not bad to want to be treated, but you should also know what you bring into a relationship and what you have to offer as well. 
don't expect anybody to be your dad, but it's also nice to be treated nicely by the guy as well. So facts, facts. it goes both ways. So if you're not trying to treat Uzezi right. Don't Yo, hit our line. Don't hit our line, though. Yo, and lastly, 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 yeah, yeah, and lastly, if you're not trying to bring your resume and your W2 laminated to the first day with Uzezi, <laughs> forget about it. Anyways, with that, we're signing out. We're signing out. Signing out. Y'all be easy. Take care. Peace. Yeah, yeah.